We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the NBA Front Office Show. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Midweek here. Plenty going on in the NBA. Playoff races going a little bit crazy. Some teams starting to go crazy, shutting players down. Some teams just say, well, let's rest a night as we get ready for the postseason. You've got teams all over the place making different decisions. So we've got a lot to get into today. And I guess let's start with a team that maybe we don't talk enough about, the Washington Wizards. Uh, working on an extension with Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, Keith, the Wizards seems to be seem to be a team kind of in flux. A lot of people have been wondering what it is they're going to do long term. Are they going to commit to a Bradley Beal Porzingis pairing? Is this a sign that that's what's going to happen here, or is this independent of all the chatter that's sure to come about Bradley Beal this summer? Yeah, I mean, clearly this is because the Celtics did their best last night to get all the Wizards paid by uh, completely (laughs) no-showing the game and playing absolutely awful, awful, awful basketball in a what game that likely probably clinched the one seed for the Milwaukee Bucks. But anyway, they were blinded by those uh, Wizards jerseys. The uh, the Pepto-Bismol pink jerseys. The cherry blossom what? ones, I like them. I think they're good. Oh, no, they're, they're just they're fine. I'm just saying they're very bright, and I think they, they did the trick. That must have been it. That, that, that must have been it. They couldn't even see them to defend them. And that's why yeah. I ran away, flying on them all the way to the room. <laughs> um, it was, uh, I'll digress. I'll move on from that. It's, this is, I don't know how to phrase this, <laughs> so maybe you can help me out here. Sure. I don't hate the idea of extending Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, buried within that same reporting was they want to re-sign Kyle Kuzma. They're not going to extend Kuzma. Um, I wrote about this extensively at Track. He's just one of those guys. He doesn't make enough. So the veteran extension rules aren't going to work to extend him. You would leave too much money on the table. So they want to extend Porzingis. Then they want to re-sign Kuzma. That would give them basically a Beal, Porzingis, Kuzma core moving forward probably i'm gonna guess somewhere in the range of 100 million on those three guys uh mm-hmm. for for next season that's probably about where this will land in the i don't hate porzingis i don't hate kuzma i don't hate bradley beal but i kind of hate those three guys together <laughs> like I, I just think it's like what is your upside there like unless you nail every other spot on your mm-hmm. roster what do you the fourth seed if everything goes right but probably more in line with the seventh through 12th spots in the east which is basically where they've been for 
the last, I don't know, decade plus, it feels like. It's like, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this is, this isn't bad. I just don't, I don't see where this like becomes like, man, all right, the Wizards now, they locked in, we're ready to go. Like, I just, I don't know. I just kind of, it leaves me feeling very lukewarm, I guess is the best way to put You're it. You're signing up for being more of what you already have been. Right, which yeah. hasn't been great. I mean, just kind of middle. You're just kind of there, right? Yep. You're just kind of there. So you're telling me, like, if you were running the ship, your preference would be, let's get as much as we can for these guys, bottom this thing out, and try again because this isn't going to work. Is that is that the point you think they should be at? Or I would pick one of them and try to really yeah. reset in a different direction around them. Now, if they can get Porzingis on a reasonable deal, and let's be very fair. Chris Stapp's Porzingis has been very, very good this season. I think because they're, they don't have a ton of young players and they're not a good team, no one is really focused on the Wizards this year. I think, to your point, you let it win. We don't talk about them enough. And I think it's just, they just kind of exist, right? They're kind of like Portland East where it's like, they're not terrible, but they're not good. So we just, they're just kind of there. And it is what it is with them. And I think that misses things like Porzingis has been great. He could have been an all-star this year. He's been, this yeah. is, I think his best season he's had since he tore his ACL. Uh, at he's the at, his these are, these are the stats for the season. Just for anybody who's unaware, 23 points per game, 8.4 boards, 2.7 assists, 1.5 blocks, plus a steal per game. And these are the shooting percentages, 50% from the field. He's at 85% at the free throw line while getting there six and a half times per game and shooting 39% from deep. Yeah. There's not many bigs in the NBA that can that can do that. That's really impressive. Laurie Markinen is getting all NBA buzz to have very similar numbers to what Porzingis is doing. And that's not to take away from Laurie Markinen. That's just mm-hmm. a sense of, hey, if you love what he's doing, let's, let's give Porzingis a little bit of shine here too. Then, he's just, he's just it, not the, the hot new thing anymore. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. He doesn't change. I mean, he changed teams last year, but that's not like he, he was there already. The team's not good. There's no mm-hmm. overachieving happening there or anything like that. There, he's also not coming back from being like kind of forgotten as a free agent and those things. Then if you look at Kuzma, Kuzma's had an outstanding season as well. He's probably kind of starting to become that player. I think everybody thought he might be with a bigger role and on a, a team where he wasn't kind of overshadowed by LeBron and others. And he, he has played very well too. Problem is he's missed a good chunk of time. Porz, Porzingis has actually been the healthiest, I believe of the three because Beal's back on the shelf again. And so we get into these positions with this wizards team where I just, I, I just feel like you're, you're just locking into the same mm-hmm. kind of thing that you've always been. And you need like Denny Avdia, who has improved this year, and Corey Kispert, who has improved to the point where last year was kind of like, no, oh, if Corey Kispert's an NBA level guy, and actually this year he's played quite well and he's shot the lights out of it uh, recently. So, all right, those are two guys that I feel pretty good about. Point guard still a little messy. Monte Morris is kind of okay, but not really a starter. DeLon Wright, Johnny Davis, he's looked better recently, but he's probably mm-hmm. not very good. So you're just kind of putting yourself in a position where, are right, we going to nail these mid-round draft picks because we're never going to get a really good pick um, there. So we got to nail those. We can't miss on a single um, you know, exception signing. We have to nail those. And that's just a really tough spot to be in when your upside is pretty limited by the players that you have. Because even at full health, like you said, what do you, do you what, what do we say? Fourth seed, maybe. 
at best. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to be on the Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia level in the East. It's just not going to happen. Okay, so what's so looking at? Let's say they do come to a contract extension with with Porzingis. What can they do? What should they do here? If you're the, if you're the Washington Wizards, because I think you have to be careful with this. I I think you need to at least explore the Kyle Kuzma sign and trade market. See what's out there. See if you can find something that rebalances you a little bit better because I think they've kind of stumbled into something that is at least semi-workable with Gafford, Porzingis, and Avdia as your starting mm-hmm. front court. Avdia, you almost have to play because he's the best defensive guy of that group. Um, and he really does kind of get after it on that end. Uh, so I think that could be something there, maybe. I would consider maybe moving Beal on ball a little bit more than they have if you're gonna bring kuzma back because that's the way to get probably your best five guys on the floor while also at least kind of sort of solving your point guard problem uh there and avdia can do some stuff with the ball in his hands as a you know ball handler and playmaker too so maybe you expand his role a little bit that way and that's kind of how you go to but the big thing is if you re-sign porzingis and kuzma both you got to get them on the right numbers so that then you can mm-hmm. move them in trades if you want to later. Because Beal's contract, it's I haven't done it yet. I, it's one of the projects we're sitting on, but that's going to be one of considered one of the worst in the NBA. Because after this year, he's still owed over two hundred and seven million dollars, almost two hundred and eight million dollars over the next four years. So that's fifty two million dollars a year on average. And let's we forget has the only true no trade clause in the league right now. So that right. is like, well, you know, that's just you're you're stuck with that. And I don't know that that contract gets any better unless Bradley Beal starts playing 75 games a year, scoring 25 points per game and really is, you know, what he was at his very very best and I'm just not sure that's where he's going to be as we get into his 30s. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's going to be it could get tricky for Washington to navigate that whole situation with Beal and do they ultimately move on? Do they kind of stick with what they've got? And like you said, maybe you look at Kyle Kuzma in a sign-and-trade situation uh, this summer. We know that they decided not to trade Kuzma at the trade deadline, believe that they were going to keep him long-term, though. So I, I still think that that is their their goal. It's going to be to keep Kuzma, keep Beal, keep Porzingis, and keep this thing rolling Let's forward. go six-seed, baby. That's right. Let's go. Let's go for get it. Get out of that. Gunning for it. All the way up Gunning to the for it. Let's go. All right, let's talk a little bit about Zion Williamson. He's going to get reevaluated middle of next week. Um, the sense is that that reevaluation will come with about two games left in the NBA's regular season, and there is no guarantee that he will be back after that evaluation. No guarantee that he's going to get the green light, although he is doing on-court work right now. Keith, I would have to imagine where the Pelicans sit in the standings with two games left, given the fact that they have an extremely difficult schedule coming up will probably be a big factor in what happens after that evaluation. Maybe just as much of a factor as what actually is found during that reevaluation. Yeah, agreed. We, we can confidently in the West, Portland is out. We're going to talk about them here in a minute. Uh, Utah starting to slide more towards being out and looking like with – kind of shutting some guys down to it sounds like uh, Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson won't play again this year. Uh, they've been very careful with Mark and I, I, I just think they're done too. Mm-hmm. So really you're kind of down to 
five teams fighting for four play-in spots. And I know it's more than that because the Warriors and Clippers aren't fully out of the play-in mix um, by any means. So you're really kind of down to those teams all in that mix there, much like it's been for months now. So I think you're absolutely right. If you get down to it and it's like, well, hey, is Zion in the game better for 20 minutes a game than you know what we've been rolling out there for 20 minutes a night? Then put him in and let him play, right? You, there's mm-hmm. there's really nothing to be lost because they've made it very, very clear. They will not bring him back until he's, what, like 150% ready? <laughs> like it's not it's not 100% even feels low, right? It's going to be like, dude, this guy is ready, ready to play. So, yeah, I think if, if, you, if you're down to it and you're fighting for seeding, you know, or to just get in, yeah, bring him, bring him back and, and well, let him play you know, those last couple games, because it's certainly yeah. not going to hurt you at all. So, you know, why, why not? And, you know, see, see what it looks like. And then, you know, we saw this team made noise in the, they won in the play-in, they made some noise in the playoffs a year ago. Maybe, maybe they're like, hey, we can recapture that magic in a even more open, wide open Western Conference. So like, we we feel like we can still get in there and do some damage. Boy, they, they looked awfully good last night against Golden State. And then the Warriors started doing Warriors things in the fourth <laughs> yeah. quarter. And next thing you know, it went the complete other direction, but there were, there was a period there where you just went, Oh my gosh, the Warriors are going to lose this game at home. Like it, it was, mm-hmm. uh, they were, the Pelicans were just pull up three, pull up three, pull up everything dropping. It, I mean, it was, it was incredible, but we'll see if, uh, if Zion can get back in action and if the Pelicans can stay in the playoff mix, that's going to be a big factor here as well. You mentioned them, the Portland trailblazers, uh, Damian Lillard going to have serious conversations with the blazers. Now, what do those conversations mean? Well, we would assume that serious conversations would be, you know, hey, how likely is it we can contend with this team? What's, you know, what is the future hold? That sort of thing. The Blazers pretty definitively now that they have decided to bench Lillard for the remainder of the season to rest him and, and all of that. Um, they're done. They, they've called it a season. They're looking on to the summer. Where do you go from here? I still have a hard time seeing Portland and Lillard going their separate ways. Yeah, and to be very clear, it's like Lillard and Grant and Simons and Nurkic yeah. all out. So they're they're basically like we're done. We're 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 trying to be the fifth team in the lottery odds. I'm with you. I, I find it hard to believe that this deep in after years and just I mean it was only a couple months ago he said again mm-hmm. in a big you know wide uh, you know publicized widely publicized interview like I don't want to leave like I want to win here so I think it's probably more of like all right hey we tried Jeremy Grant what are we going to do are we giving him 25 30 million a year what does that look like what's the market for Nurkic uh is Shaden Sharp ready to win could that mean you know all right, what could we get for Anthony Simons and his 24 million dollar contract next season those I think are probably the more of the conversations for Lillard than the you know all right I'm ready now now I'm ready to go I just find that very hard to believe and to imagine but I imagine it's probably hey uh, I don't want to get there, so let's try to be better. Like at least let's be a playoff team and gives our give ourselves a shot. And I think Lillard is one of those guys who I think he's got that kind of mindset of, hey, I don't care if we're the six or seven seed or the eight seed. Yeah, put me in the playoffs, and I like we're going to be competitive, and I'm going to keep us you know in the mix to to win you know because he is a kind of guy who can almost win a game or two by himself, and then all of a sudden it's a series, right? So I think for him he is pushing to let's get the right guys. And, and this is much like last summer was a big summer and 
if we'll go all the way back, you guys can go look at the free agent shows if you want. I didn't love their their signings. I, I like Simons, I like Nurkic. I just hope they kind of locked in. It's it's there's a reason I called them Wizards West, right? It's it's they're just kind of okay, right? They're 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 not terrible, they're not good. And I think if you're Portland, though, what you're probably a little worried about is all right, well, we're not on the Nuggets, Suns, Warriors, Kings, Grizzlies, Clippers level. So behind us, the Jazz, or behind us or around us, the Thunder are getting better very quickly. Mm -hmm. The Jazz have shown a lot of promise. Eventually, the Rockets and Spurs will probably turn this around. So where are we going, right? Because then it becomes, hey, we're not on that level. The teams behind us are catching us. And the next thing you know, if you're Damian Lillard, it could be, man, I'm playing it out on a bunch of teams that are 25 and 57 every year and where we stink. And that's where I don't think he wants to be in that position either. So this is probably a conversation around, hey, how do we fix this before we get to a uh, question of, all right, hey, let's look at trade options. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f***ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Yeah, I think that's got to be the conversation. Again, Lillard has meant so much to Portland, and obviously he cares about being there. And so that's something that mm -hmm. that's you know obviously going to be a, a major factor here. Uh, you know, the let's uh, let, let's do just sorry one quick thing yeah. on them too. They have 110 million committed already mm -hmm. for eight players. Um, part of that is they have over you know almost like 
four and a half million in dead money still on, on their books because they've been one of the most stretch happy teams in the entire NBA. But you've got Lillard next year, 45.6 million. Simons, 24.1. Uh, Nurkic, 16.9. Then you're kind of then, then you drop into the middle contracts. Uh, Nasir Little, remember, he signed that kind of what we felt like was under market extension 6.25 for him. Uh, you've got Shaden Sharp, second year, his rookie deal. So you're 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 pretty well up there in salary. So even if Jeremy Grant leaves town, it's not like you're turning right around with all right, well, we've got 20 million in cap space mm-hmm. to go spend. You're probably looking more of like, all right, we're probably mid level exception and you know, going forward, and that's. That's not to say it would be the wrong thing. I would rather see them. All right, Jeremy Grant, see you later. Cause I think you can go, I don't know what, 35 and 47 with, with or without Jeremy Grant next season. So that uh, I would rather see, let him go and not be great next season and just try your best to replace him rather than, all right, we resigned him for four years and a hundred plus million dollars. Like that just gets you to a real messy spot. Keith, you saying let him go now has a certain song stuck in my head. So I appreciate <laughs> appreciate you for that. We should um, do that. We should do like a parody front office show where like we'd come up with songs like you know, we could just sing them whenever they come. Like, you know, oh, Jeremy Grant's a free agent. He's never going to overpay him. It's like, let him go. Let him go. Let him go back to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> will that will that increase our viewership or, or decrease? I don't know. I mean, we've both been pretty busy lately. Maybe, maybe the whole channel will just crumble right underneath <laughs> us. Much um, like a certain princess's ice palace crumbled. Oh now. my gosh. <laughs> well, I think from there we're gonna have to talk about Disney and Adam Silver potentially yeah. uh leaving the NBA to go run. Disney, which is something that's that's been uh, out there. By the way, my last thought on on Lillard, just to throw this in, they are they have the fifth highest lottery odds in their sites right now. Their pick is lottery protected, so obviously that's not going to convey. Mm-hmm. Winning the draft lottery would go a long way towards oh, yeah. all of this all of this around. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you all of a sudden everything story. changes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. right. Yeah. That changes the whole conversation. Yeah. Um, okay, Adam Silver. Uh, there were rumors that Adam Silver might take over Disney, that that might be an option. We know the NBA and Disney have a good relationship. We know that uh, that, that this guy named Keith Smith wrote up the plan to have the NBA play at, <laughs> at Disney that. World. So they've got a good relationship there as well. I don't know, Keith, maybe you should get in the mix here. You can help broker a deal or something like that here. And, but I, um, mean, I, I I've got the knowledge of both sides. I'd be happy to. Right. To jump in for, I would be happy to help just a little finder's fee, right? Like just, just a, yeah. a little taste. You know, let me wet my beak a little bit on you, this guest. Three, three percent. You know, I'll take you 3%. can be Adam Silver's NBA slash Disney liaison, right? There it you is. Can, you yeah, can make it help. You can make it work. Yeah. I mean, what's going on here is Bob Iger came out of retirement to take back over Disney. Um, that's that's not what this show is. So there's plenty yeah. of podcasts and shows you can watch all about people's feelings on that. And um, basically, he has said, though, look, I don't want to do this forever. Like, I would like to actually retire at yeah. some point. I don't want to keep having to come back and delay my retirement. And one of the things they thought about was, yeah, him and Adam Silver have a great relationship. Adam Silver's contract is fairly well known to be coming up uh with the nba for renewal so the thought was you know come but adam silver basically said nah i'm, I'm good 
you know, I'm not really interested in that. And I think that's probably Adam Silver being pretty smart and being like, I think I'll stay in my lane here. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know all that much about, you know, that business. And it's not to say he couldn't learn and be very successful, but I think he's probably more like, I'm pretty good here. Let's just stick with what we got going on in the NBA. Yeah, and what he's got going on right now is CBA negotiations. The NBA and the NBPA still negotiating. They have a March 31st deadline, so the clock is ticking. We're just a few days away. Uh, but Adam Silver did make mention that they could extend the deadline again. Um, they're still not done, but it's still, I don't know. The sense we've had all along is that ultimately this is going to happen, regardless of how many times they have to extend the deadline or whatever. They're going to get it done. Apparently, they're not ready to like sign off on it just yet, and maybe they get there in the next couple of days. But negotiations are ongoing, and it's not like they're miles apart at the moment. Yeah, that's the good news is it sounds like they're they're getting down to it. Now, Adam Silver said, you know, hey, like if we don't, we will opt out in, in June. And then Tamika Tremaglio came came back. That's the head of the MBPA. Uh, she basically came back and was like, hey, I hope they don't want to you know, opt out. We'd be, we'd be disappointed if they, they did. Mm -hmm. And we're not intending to opt out at all. So I think they're basically in a position where everybody wants this done ideally by the end of the week and their March 31st deadline, which is coming up here in a couple of days. But my guess is what happens is, Hey, we've got a couple more things to finish off to make sure we're all, you know, lockstep and we can, you know, cross all mm -hmm. those T's and dot all those I's let's extend it for another week. And then that'll be kind of how this plays out. It's the good news is one, nothing will happen the rest of this season. There's nothing at no point is any part of this season in any kind of jeopardy. And it doesn't sound like we're in any kind of real worry of the off season starting on time or anything like that. Never mind next season or any of that stuff. And why the end of June is important is that's when the league year turns over. I know we all kind of think the league year ends with the finals, but it doesn't. It really, the last big event in the NBA league year is the draft. And then the mm -hmm. league year, which is the same as when free agency opens is July 1st. That's when everything turns over. So that's why they want to have it all done and finished. So they're not kind of going into that last year as kind of a lame duck year. So my, my guess is everything kind of gets, gets, uh, you know, solved one way or another, whether it's in the next couple of days or whether it's in, you know, the next couple of weeks. But uh, I'm not mm -hmm. worried about this at all. And no one I've talked to is even remotely concerned on either side, the team side or, you know, the, the player side. Everybody is, yeah, everything's, you know, pretty good. And I think this is this is a, a, a comment I like to use often, a phrase is, I think everybody realizes, hey, half a watermelon is better than a whole grape. And there's a ton of money to be made right now. There's a ton of money coming with a new TV deal. Let's not upset the apple cart today. Let's let's go. And I'm all out of fruit references, so we can move on. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's talk about, uh, well, if we want to talk about lemons here, the Nets may feel like they Ooh. got a bit of a lemon with Ben Simmons, uh, who is now out for the season officially. And again, I don't try to mean to poke fun. I was mainly trying to continue the fruit references there. But Ben Simmons. Weren't you uh, glad out? the Lakers didn't trade for him? That would have been bananas. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this show is off oh, the rails. <laughs> oh, that one went a little sour this is, there. Um, <laughs> I'm, I, I, maybe I am trying to tank the channel so, so, subliminally. You know, I'm going to sing. And, oh, no. Know, oh, no. Jokes. Now, Dad instead of trying more. to not make us the best kept secret, people are going to be telling each other, yeah, keep the secret. And don't <laughs> watch this. Yeah. I already signed up, and it's like two more clicks to not be subscribed. Oh, so I have to deal with it in my feed. But, uh, yeah, Joe's uh, lore here. 
Oh boy. It's, it's, it's been a day. Uh, Ben Simmons. Look, we, we, we've talked about this. We knew that this was coming, but now he's officially out for the remainder of the regular season. Hopefully he can be back for next season. Does not look like himself. This has not been what the Nets were hoping it would be when they executed that big trade that involved James Harden and and Ben Simmons swapping places. Um, Certainly not what Brooklyn was, was hoping for. It seems like they're kind of ready to move on, but contractually, I, I think they might just be stuck with Ben Simmons for a little bit until it, until we get to a point and fingers crossed, hopefully we do where he's back on the floor and playing consistently and playing well. I don't see how they're going to move that, that contract. Never say never in the NBA, but still it's a tough one. Yeah. After this season, 78 million fully guaranteed 37.9 next year, 40.3 next the, the year after that. So 78.2 million total, uh, you know, for oh, to Simmons over the next two seasons, just kind of sitting out there right now is potentially dead money. This, this might as well be a long-term injury guy. We've talked about it a lot with Lonzo ball and guys like that, where you just, we don't know what's going to happen. Are they going to be able to play again? What's it going to look like? That's kind of the approach I'm taking with Ben Simmons right now. And I think it's kind of the approach the Nets are going to take is, hey, we got to work around it. It's sitting on our cap sheet for Sean Marks in the front office to work around. But as far as Jacques Vaughn and the players go, it's it's harsh to put it this way, but out of sight, out of mind. We don't have to talk about it anymore. We can just mm-hmm. go. And his agent, his new agent, Bernie Lee, who also represents Jimmy Butler, uh, basically came out and said, like, hey, we believe he'll, and I'm paraphrasing, but he'll be good. If he can do all the stuff he needs to do this summer, he'll be good to start next year. And that's what I really hope. You know, we say this all the time. We want every player to be healthy and to play yes. at the best of their ability because that's when the league is at its best. And that's, you know, what's best for all of us watching the NBA. But in Simmons' case, it's clear something is very, very wrong. Um, when you watch him play, because this guy, I think we've kind of all collectively forgotten because we'll all bring up, but he won't shoot and he won't do this. And he won't do that. We've forgotten. This guy was an absolute destructive one man. defensive. Yeah. He defended his last fully healthy season, defended all five positions equally amounts, basically 20% on each of the five positions on the floor. And not only that, defended them all equally well, which is at a high-end, all-defense, defensive player of the year level. So you add that with the rebounding and the playmaking, that's enough to be like, this guy is great. But then once you took those other things away, it was like, well, now what do we have? We basically have a guy who is, I hate to call it this way, but a much worse version of Russell Westbrook where it's at least Russ like will shoot and can get hot and can do his thing and never lacks for confidence. It was with Simmons. It was like, he's just kind of out there. And that's, that's worse. I know that sounds weird, but that's worse when you have a player who's just the non-entity on the floor, you're basically playing four and five on both ends of the floor. And that's just not, not where you want to be. So no, hopefully he gets this figured out. Cause if he can, all of a sudden the nets are, that's a lot more interesting of a team, you know, that they, they kind of become like the new Raptors of, you know, here's a whole bunch of dudes that are, you know, six foot seven and to six foot nine. And, you know, we're going to unleash them all and play a bunch of defense and play fast and do all this stuff. And we'll figure out the offensive part of it. Otherwise it's just sitting because I've had a ton of people be like, well, can't they trade them? Yeah. I mean, if they want to give up picks, but that's not where yeah. they are as they're resetting that thing. So they're not going to give up picks right now. I mean, we just went through this. The Lakers could not trade Russell Westbrook until they were willing to give up a pick and then take some salary that quite frankly, the jazz didn't really want and 
anymore and allowed them in Minnesota to shuffle some salary around. So that's what that turned into. So, you know, we're in a spot where it's really not all that different of a situation, minus the fact that at least Russ was playing basketball and Simmons, we, we yeah. haven't really seen much of that in the last two years. Yeah. I think it would cost them quite a bit to move off of this contract that at that yeah, point, um, another player that at one point was seen as a negative value. I don't think that's the case anymore. Andrew Wiggins, uh, Steve Kerr said there is hope that he returns this season. We haven't seen Andrew Wiggins in quite a while. He's been away from the team. Um, the, it's not out there exactly what's happening, what's gone on with Andrew Wiggins, and that has created a lot of speculation about what's going on, what's happening as personally. You know, it, the players have made comments about how they support him and, and all that sort of stuff. I'm not too worried about exactly what's happening. I hope everything is is great for him, and if it's something that he doesn't want out there, I don't think we need to know what it is nope. that's happening in his personal life that's keeping him away from the team. Whatever it is, the Warriors have given him permission to be away from the team. They clearly know what's going on. And I think that's the only thing we do from here with this is we just you know wish him the best. And hopefully he is able to come back this season because the Warriors could certainly use him on the floor. He's a big difference maker for them. He was massive in the finals last year. Um, so this is going to be something to keep an eye on. But um, before we even talk basketball, hopefully everything's okay with, with him. Yeah, that's that's it. If this was a situation where the Warriors were like, look, we don't know, we're trying to get him back here too, then it would be a completely different story. And I feel everyone would be a little bit more justified in what is happening here. Sounds like the Warriors are as aware as they feel they need to be. Sounds like a lot of his teammates are aware. And everybody across the board has basically said, he's got stuff he's going to take, take care of. So we're going to let him take care of that. Like, we're not going to worry about uh, Andrew Wiggins, you know, you know, being back here, like get your, get your life right with whatever's going on. And, and I know there's been a ton of stuff out there of, well, it's this, well, it's actually this and all that stuff. I, I don't know anything about any of that. And I'm not, you know, I don't, it's not the world I want to live in. Um, you know, we'll leave that to the TMZ people of the world who, you know, love that stuff. And I know there's a lot of people who enjoy that kind of drama. That's just not me. I think basketball wise. Yeah. They have missed him. There have been a ton of times this season where they felt like one guy short, especially the nights where Clay Thompson either doesn't play or he doesn't have it going. Mm -hmm. It feels like they need one more guy to kind of help Steph out. And then on the nights, obviously where Steph missed time, Wiggins would have been huge because up until now, Wiggins hadn't really ever missed time. He'd always been one of the more durable players in the league, kind of always out on the court and it always, you know, uh, start or I guess not always but had really picked it up and played well he was a huge part of them winning the title he was their second best player in the NBA finals uh, after Stephen Curry it wasn't even close so I think you know obviously they're a much different team without him but to that point is you know yeah let's all hope he, he gets back and you know Steve Kerr and and crew can you know get him back work him back in there you know again another one be nice if he could get back with a game or two before the end of the regular season and we just kind of go from there but but we'll see another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, he has not played since uh, February 13th. Yeah. Has not yeah, played right since before, then. So. Right before or after the All-Star break, right? It was one, mm-hmm. one of the others. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, let's see. That was... I think right, right there was there was also a game on the he had a game on the 14th and didn't play in yeah. that one and then the all-star break hit yeah so, yeah yeah that's that all right let's finish things out some transactions keep some minor transactions around the league teams shuffling some players around things like that what do you have for us there yeah so everybody's kind of made, making some two-way changes here going on the the charlotte hornets who had basically sat on two open roster spots way longer than they should have. Um, and, and everybody screamed and yelled at me when I called the Hornets out on them. They're like, it's because they have to save one for Bridges. No, they don't. You don't have to save a roster spot for a restricted free agent. Yeah. They could have just waved a guy. You could have moved on from whoever you wanted to when you wanted to sign him. You don't need to sit on a roster spot to have it available. You would have created one and figured it out. And you always sign a 10-day. And they're a mile under the luxury tax. So that wasn't even a concern either. But they finally brought in, they brought in Xavier Sneed. They're dealing with a mountain of injuries. Obviously, LaMelo Ball, we all know, done for the year. Terry Rogier, that could be trending in that direction. We'll see. He's been out. Gordon Hayward was out uh, last night. Um, uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. has been in and out of the lineup recently. So they're just in a spot where it's just a mess now. They brought Xavier Sneed in on a 10-day. Bringing Kobe Simmons, kind of a guy I think a lot of people remember because he's been around the league quite a bit. They're bringing him in to fill their open two-way spot, um, which is, again, that's been sitting open for you know, weeks after they converted uh, Bryce McGowan's to, to the active roster. So Hornets finally filling out, out their uh, their roster spots. A uh, couple more 10 days. Uh, Lucas Amanich, if people remember him, he was a mm-hmm. first-round pick of the Spurs once upon time he's been playing for the main celtics of the g league and playing great uh for them he's been huge and there it's funny i talked to uh someone on the main coaching staff and they're like yeah you know we're super happy for him because the idea of the g league is to get guys to the nba but like we're yeah. losing them right before the playoffs start uh the g league right. playoffs so he's headed to the utah jazz uh on on a 10 day uh with utah and um there was another one and now i can't remember who it was uh there was another ten. Oh, Moses Brown signed a second ten yes. day with the um, with the Brooklyn the Nets. Nets um, you know, to give them a little bit of size. And then Skylar Mays. Uh, we talked about Portland already earlier in the show. Well, Portland's got all these guys who've been out and out for quite a while, so they're bringing in Skylar Mays on a, uh, a hardship ten day, which is basically an additional roster spot they're going to fill with a ten day. Here's the other thing with ten days. We're down to it. This is it. It's today and tomorrow because after that. There's not 10 days left in the season. There's so no more 10 days. You yeah. can't do any more 10 days. And that's just in case anybody's wondering, it's not allowed. So what would happen at that point is they just sign the guy for the rest of the season, bring him in. They'll have his non-bird rights as a free agent um, in the summer if that's what they want to do with these guys, if they're not headed to the playoffs or whatever. So so we'll see. But, yeah, we're still get some roster shuffling. And then the Indiana Pacers uh, ended the two-way contract, the traveling queen. 
Uh, the Pacers have used their two-way players right around the least of, of any team in the league. Um, so they're they're moving on from him. We'll see if they even fill it here, headed down the stretch or not. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, team's still doing stuff around the league, yep. setting some stuff up potentially for the future and things like that. So even though things are winding down on the NBA season, there's still some moves to be made out there. And the Celtics and Lakers still sitting on open roster spots, much yes, to the hearing of both fan bases. Uh, yeah. I know I hear about it every single time. The Celtics Me too. Play well, so yeah. Sign <laughs> so, a center, right? That's why we keep here. Yeah, and Boston's is. Can you get a wing? Tony Snell's just sitting there playing well in Maine. Like, just bring him up for the rest yeah. of the season. So we'll see. I do think that there is something where teams. I don't know if the South Bay Lakers are in the G League playoffs or not. But um, I know where Maine is. I think one of the things teams don't want to do is pull guys um, away from the G League teams if they can avoid it because they want to kind of, hey, let's let them have that success that they've worked yeah. for all season. Um, so, yeah, and we see that sometimes with two-way guys where it'll be like right now Boston is J.V. Davison and uh, Fiondu Kabangele are both playing um, in, the, uh, in the G League with Maine because – Rather than just have them up and sitting at the end of the bench with the Celtics, it's hey, let them play and let them, you know, have this, you know, playoff experience run in the G League and see what it's like. No, no one's going crazy celebrating a G League championship. But again, these guys have worked towards this all year long. Let, let them have this run together. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense. And that makes sense. You know, as you're, right. as you're continuing to be out to build out the G League, of course, guys want to make the leap to the NBA. But if you're just bringing up a guy so that the seat at the end of the bench is warm, that's, you know, it's not going to do a whole lot for them. Nope. All right. I think that about wraps things up for today. Got a lot going on the rest of the week here in the NBA. Again, we're going to keep an eye on the playoff race. Maybe we'll do a quick peek at the standings uh, tomorrow or perhaps even on front office Friday when we go yeah. live. That's going to be a lot of fun, too. We've got that coming up. So make sure you are subscribing right here to the NBA front office show. Bad dad jokes and all. Subscribe <laughs> to the YouTube channel. Turn on those notifications and, of course, follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.